to Bossy Britches with Lisa Schoeninger and Julia Dumay, and this week we have a special guest, Casey Bange. Hey, Casey. Yay. Hi. Welcome. Who I is, thanks. Who is our, our rom-coms expert, basically. Like, if you've got a question about a romantic comedy, ask Casey. She has seen it, and she will tell you whether it's worth watching. All right. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, I feel so special getting, yeah. like, an expert title. Well, when we... We started talking about what we wanted to do around uh, Valentine's Day, and the first thing I said was, we have to get Casey. We absolutely <laughs> have to get Casey on the show, because she is just, like, you know, you've seen everything. Like, how many movies did you end up seeing last year? Last year, um, I think I saw 230 new movies, oh, wow. and then it was... Yeah, I saw every wide release. I, oh, so that was painful. Wow. You and are then I Viking. saw, um, I think there was like 368 movies total. But then if you added TV movies, it mm-hmm. got to be like in like the 500s. Which wow. Was just, but wow. I don't keep track of how many TV movies I watch. Right. Because I, you know, run a blog about that thing. And God, so it would just amazing. get really. Yeah. You and are she, a Viking. Uh... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> She reviewed all of those wide releases too on Pop Culture Crazy, Jeez. and I did. It is amazing. I How mean, are you still standing? I, would I was be, very tired. I can barely. I can barely manage. I've seen like three movies for this podcast, and I can barely manage that. I'm like, <laughs> oh god, no, I I don't have the energy. I don't know. I think it's like once you see like there are so many. I just see a lot of Christian movies. Like, oh, I saw Kirk geez. Cameron saving Christmas. Like, oh, gosh. Wow. And God's Not Dead. I didn't pay for God's Not Dead. Thank oh, God. Oh, good. But, um, is, I, like, is God's Not that Dead, one. is that Marine Todd, the movie, basically? The Marine Todd copy pasta movie? I don't, it was basically. just, it was horrible. It was super racist and oh, obviously God. against all religions and all that stuff. So, like, once you sit through those, like, you can really handle, like, all, like, a haunted house, too. is a little bit easier to sit through. Though not by much. <laughs> it was also pretty terrible. Oh, oh, <laughs> also geez. didn't pay for that one. I paid oh, for bears and snuck into that afterwards. <laughs> nice. Like a professional, yeah. Yeah, okay. I saw bears in a haunted house, too, back-to-back, as so many all right. people did. All right. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I just... I am in awe. Thank it's you. So too. many movies. God, I'm gonna have it's to just... make you like a trophy of some kind. <laughs> I'm gonna embroider you an award. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, so that's uh, those are her bona fides, I guess. She's seen everything, and she will tell you about it. Um, wow. So romantic comedies. I think one of the first things I saw you doing was watching. Um, sort of a little kind of. Um, they all kind of fall into the same category. Hallmark movies. Um, yes. Doing TV movie Christmas. Yeah. Um, and then I realized that you were watching all of the Hallmark movies, including the, the recent one that I did not get to see because we don't get it on our cable system. Um, the the Swan movie. I oh, think, the Swan Com, as I called it. Um, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> just wait. The thing about oh, no. Hallmark that I kind of love, and that's one of the best parts about, you know, my cable system here, is that... Hallmark movies are, like, basically, like, one of two places where rom-coms kind of are nowadays, which is wonderful. And then what Hallmark does, I mean, is that it will make a rom-com out of literally anything. And it's always, like, the same kind of movie. But they'll be, like, they're angry. Like, as soon as I read, like, Mink Kelly is an angry orthonologist (laughs) and Jason Lee doesn't want her ruining his backyard for the swans, I was, like, in. (laughs) Like, you just so, read, like, the plot descriptions, and they are all so ridiculous. I'm like, I love it. I love it. It's, like, very easy comfort food. You don't have to think a lot in a Hallmark movie. It's all, like, made on three sets, and then there's always, like, some cameo from an 80s movie star or TV star that makes you just feel terrible. Like, you're like, oh, George, what are you doing? What is George Went doing? He's everywhere. Uh, he's in a lot of movies so is john ratzenberger he's in a lot of terrible ones i'm like oh john ratzenberger love yourself (laughs) like he was on this ion movie called a christmas mystery where he played like i guess the killer or whatever and it was like a terrible movie like ion's like bottom of the heap Uh and i was just like john ratzenberger you pixar loves you you don't need to do this love yourself (laughs) 
I wonder how lucrative those are. Like Hallmark like movies? Can, I don't know. Candace yeah. Cameron Bure like solely does Hallmark movies as a career. That's true. Huh. And she seems to be doing well for herself. I All mean, right. it's probably like her. a 20,000 gig and it only takes like 20 days to shoot. So All right. That's pretty good. I think I'm Hallmark Hall of Fame that. is more fancy yeah. smanshy, but... I'll yeah, Hallmark Hall of Fame gets, like, movie stars. Well, even though now yeah. it's on Hallmark, because nobody wanted Hallmark Hall of Fame anymore. I know. Swan. So sad. It used to be, like, they'd come on every once in a while, and you'd get really excited, and it would be, like, an event thing. Like, um, I remember when the, the sequel to Sarah Plain and Tall was made, and it was, all like, a Hallmark Sunday night yeah. event movie. And But now it's, like, you have to go hunting for it. And if you're unlucky enough to be on U-verse, like I am, you don't get to see it at all. Oh. Um. So romantic comedies, I think all three of us, um, it's one of those things that we all really enjoy. Maybe Casey um, <laughs> and <laughs> has a little bit of a different perspective on it than we do. So um, since it is, we're coming up on um, Valentine's Day, I thought we could talk about like what it is in a romantic comedy that we like. Like, why do we keep coming back to these things when, like you said, they are kind of all the same story. Like there's... There's a guy and a girl because it's very hard to find um, queer romantic comedies and um, at least good ones. Oh yeah, yeah. So many of them are just so bad. So I've seen a lot of queer ones because I used to watch. Oh. I would watch like Logo is right by the movie channel, so I watched um, this movie called Adam and Steve. I think I was talking about oh, it recently on Twitter. Yeah, I watched I've seen that. It. So many times, and I was like, I don't even oh, know if no. I like this movie, but I keep watching it. Like I kept yeah. getting like sucked in. I was like, I don't know what's happening, but well, I was thinking, I was thinking about like if I actually list the the queer romantic comedies that I've seen, it's a very very small list, and the ones that I have seen, like they're really not much to write home about. Like it's like the inclusion of mm. a queer couple is like the only really notable thing about it. Like there's a there's a movie. It's years ago now, um, Big Eden, and it's like the one everybody talks about when they talk about um, like a queer romantic comedy. And it's a uh, guy goes home and the whole town is trying to match make him with this shop owner. And it's really cute, and it, but it's like not very good also, <laughs> but it's mm. like the one that everyone has seen and the one you that everybody I, talks about. The one I remember, because I did the rom-com ranking a, a year ago which was a huge project where everyone sent in lists of their favorite rom-coms. Yes. Yeah, because Vulture did a terrible one. So I was like, Vulture I, got it wrong. I was oh, like, God. Vulture got it wrong. Their number one oh, was Vulture. Eternal Sunshine, which isn't a rom-com. So I was yeah. like, well, let's, let's fix this. And so the one queer rom-com that made the list was Imagine Me and You, the Piper Parabo one. And I think Lena oh. Het Heedy. So mm-hmm. that's the big one that people love. I kind of wasn't that big a fan of it because there's like a lot of infidelity and I mean the tropes uh, are it's not like tropes I'm into you know it's not a trope yeah. I'm really attracted to so I kind of don't love it as much as other people do but that's kind of like the one people go to yeah I was gonna say you know it, it may be a little unfair of me to immediately cringe when you mention queer romantic comedies because really I guess a lot of romantic comedies in general are not that great it just sort of depends on the tropes you're into and what what sort of tropes they throw in into each one and a lot of movies in general really aren't that great i suppose <laughs> you know who's who's laws sturgeon's law 90 you know 90 percent of everything is crap um but yeah it just seems like a disproportionate number of queer rom-coms i just i generally am over coming out stories basically oh, yeah. it seems mm-hmm. like queer rom-coms get stuck on those a lot yeah a lot and of them i'm are like very much like one's closeted one's not yeah <laughs> i'm like okay well i it's i mean it's like any straight rom-com where you know you see a certain variation of he's uptight and she's crazy and quirky and it's right. like, well, you see that so many times and you're like, okay, well, that's that's fine, but I I'd like something fresh now, please. Yeah, I'd rather yeah. see like them play around with like the popular straight rom-com tropes, like two yeah. gay guys hate each other and then they're forced yeah. to work together, or you know yes. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. like I'm always like modernize pride and prejudice this shit. I'm like I oh, would yeah. kill for that. You know, like just mm-hmm. t- you know or do it 
10 things I hate about you kind of thing and make it like that. But there's a lot to play around with and you have all these tropes that haven't really been used. So it would be awesome if people started doing that with, you know, gay romantic comedies instead of just, you know, usually they're like romantic tragedies, it seems like, with queer yeah. love stories. Yeah. Someone dies. Yeah. Always, it feels Someone's like. dying of AIDS, yeah. Except yeah. in Adam and Steve, which I guess <laughs> Which well, I watched uh... too many times. <laughs> we'll we'll put that in the show notes so you can see that. We'll find it streaming somewhere where people can watch it for themselves. Um I, I found don't a know list the good. other day. I just watched I I would say no. It's I would say no, not it's not good. good. <laughs> Having seen it, I would say no, but you know, it scratches an itch, and if that's what you're looking for, like, yeah, watch it over and over again. Um I actually saw a post on Tumblr the other day. Somebody was asking for um queer love stories that ended happily and it was such a small list yeah and it was like yeah. it was one of those things where i was like i know every movie on this list was it like but i'm not a cheerleader imagine me yeah. and you and adam <laughs> <laughs> there were maybe like 15 maybe 20 um like uh, 20 sounds really a lot um and then there were some that people were like you know i've heard this had a good ending and then people responded to it to say, uh, no, that's, no, 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 no. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and, but that's like, I mean, if you think about, like, the first ones that come to your mind when you think about, like, queer romantic movies, like Jules was saying, it's somebody's dying of AIDS, some horrible thing has happened. Um, someone's closeted. Th- someone's mm-hmm. closeted. Yeah. And it's like, you know, there isn't really an equivalent in, like, a straight romance, um, unless you get into, like, uh, real culture clash couples where, you know, like, there is an actual, like, like, the thing is, like, the obstacles in a romantic comedy are usually really, like, surface obstacles. Like, mm. somebody's really prideful and somebody's really prejudiced. Somebody, and, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, but, like, if you, you can't really translate that into a lot of queer relationships because there's, like, there are real-world consequences to the differences between being closeted yeah. and being straight. It um, seems like, don't it, it really seems like translate. we're sort of stuck on, like, 101. Mm-hmm. It's, like, I, I would like queer relationships i would like you know queer rights to progress you know obviously for the obvious reasons of you know everybody deserves equal human rights but also because i would like us to be able to move beyond sort of the 101 level stuff yeah like well sometimes it sucks to be gay like well yeah i get it i i'm aware (laughs) of that sometimes it sucks to be a person also (laughs) you know sometimes it it doesn't matter that you're queer it just kind of sucks being a human sometimes so i would like us to be able to i did just think of one um two actually one of them's not really like a queer romantic comedy but um the birdcage kind of it's like one of those like um like there's a rom-com element to it yeah and like the bringing together of the two families so it's not really like a strict like couple like a romance kind of a thing but like these two families learning that you know like their differences aren't as different as they think and what i really love about that movie is you know it's very over the top um and sort of like a very 90s centric (laughs) you you can feel the 90s vibe in it but what I really liked about it was that it, it normalized a queer family. Um, yeah. That And it was like, like, that's the point of it. Like, but it wasn't like, you know, the whole movie wasn't like, hello, look, queer people are great. Look, <laughs> queer people are normal like you. It was like, just like funny and over the top. And then kind of quietly underneath, you're also getting this message of like, stop being dicks. Like, people are people. Stop being um, dicks. <laughs> <laughs> A corollary to the Wheaton Law, just stop being dicks. <laughs> Don't be a dick, just stop being dicks. Um, but, like, then there's another one that I just remembered that I saw and I really enjoyed. Um, Kissing Jessica Stein. Oh, I love, that's oh, a good I've one. I've seen that. But what's yeah. interesting um, about that is, I guess you should warn people before you see it, is it doesn't technically end happily for, like, the main couple, but it's still very, right. uh, it's a happy movie in a lot of ways. Yeah. It's real. Yeah, it's like, I, I, I would call it a happy ending because, like, nobody dies. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Nobody dies. Nobody's heart is broken. Um, and they just sort of realize that it's not going to work, like, the relationship. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. But um, but it's also, like, this really cute, like, exploration of, like, a woman who's realizing that she's not straight. Um, and, you know, like, how that kind of changes her perception of herself and 
so like but it's like it follows a lot of the rom-com tropes where like there's a meet cute and there's like you know misunderstandings and going back and forth and you're not really sure you know what you want in a partner and is this the person that you want um but like and it's one of those like you never even like think of it's like a really tiny movie it came out in maybe the early 2000s yeah yeah that sounds right i'm pretty sure john ham is yes because it's by his girlfriend yeah yeah, wow girlfriend yeah it's like the first thing i saw him in and he was so underwhelming in it that i didn't even realize like i never even noticed him until years later i was like oh yeah guy um but the the main character um she falls in love with a woman and like the whole movie is about that and it's like even now like how many movies if i could count how many i've seen like that on one hand you know um but kissing jessica stein i think everybody should watch that that's a good one uh doesn't fit the happy ending yeah I I guess for a happy ending, I just remembered Valentine's Day, Bradley Cooper and Eric Dane. <laughs> <laughs> that just came nice. to me. Um, even though that is a whole one of them's closeted because he plays football and one of them isn't, but he comes out and they have a nice moment on the patio where they pat each other on the back. Do they kiss? Oh, no. I don't remember. But Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they kiss. I think the only time I've seen Bradley Cooper kiss a man was in uh, Wet Hot American Summer. That's another oh. good one. Love. That's a good, that's, like, you don't think of that as a rom-com either, but it they is. They do get married. I hope the prequel series is just, like, it's <laughs> just how Michael Ian Black and Bradley Cooper got together. Like, I don't care yeah. about the rest of the stories. I'm like, I want that's this That's the only story. prequel that matters. I want to know yeah. well, their love story. You know, I don't, that's another one I don't think of, like, when I think of a romantic comedy, I think of, like, it's got Jennifer Garner, <laughs> it's got uh, Jennifer Lopez. Matthew <laughs> like McConaughey. Really, Matthew McConaughey is in every one of them, so we know Casey is watching. <laughs> um, like, they're really, like, the two beautiful white people, or Jennifer Lopez, if you can get ethnic, and um, they, with, one's an architect, and one's, like, a magazine writer. Like Always a magazine writer. <laughs> always a magazine writer there aren't that many magazines hollywood like, oh. there aren't as many of them as you think there are um they always have these high-powered jobs and they're really like glamorous lives and they all live in these impossible new york loft apartments and um but like when i sit down to watch like if i'm in the mood for a romantic comedy those are never the ones i go for like i'm never gonna watch how to lose a guy in 10 days again I'm yeah just, i'm not and but what I watch instead are things like Wet Hot American Summer, which is like a million romance plot lines in one hilarious yeah. movie. Um, and you don't think of it as like a rom com, but it is. The central characters are are couples. There's all these secondary couples. The whole thing is about love at summer camp, kind of a thing. Um, and then something like Galaxy Quest, like hmm. which. For me, the big drive was beyond the cast, which is just fantastic, and <laughs> and all the all the Star Trek in jokes is like the central relationship between Gwen DeMarco and um, Tim Allen. I can never remember his name. Jason Nesmith. Um, like that sort of like hint of a relationship in the past and like a relationship in the future. Like that's the kind of stuff that I like to watch. So that's the kind of stuff I reach for. What about you guys? If you're in the rude for in the mood for a rom com, like what would you go back in in the rude? Haha. Oh, wow. <laughs> if you're in the mood for a rom com and you go back to something that you've watched in the past, like what do you reach for? I don't know. More TV. Um, I find I again I I meant I will mention I'm eternally turning back when I have no idea what else to put on. I put on Thirty Rock basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I don't. No, that's a good question. Um, I, and like you, I think I generally enjoy comedies that have a little bit of movies that are like the A plot is something else and the romance is more just sort of a, a side plot, a subplot. For me, um, I'm looking at my personal ranking for the rom-com ranking now, but my big one, the one I go to, as I always say, when men let me down, is um, <laughs> While You Were Sleeping. And the oh, oh, yeah. and the wow. one, the reason why I love that is that it's kind of like a rom-com about real people, 
Like, I can always mm-hmm. imagine Bill Pullman and Sandra Bullock at the end of that movie, like, actually, like, having a life together and living. And I know what kind of couple they would be. Like, they feel very much real. Like, and the family felt real and all the dynamics feel real. And it's very comforting. And it also has leaning, which I love. And it's just very cute. And even if the plot's implausible, the people aren't, which is why I kind of love it. But that's the big one I yeah. watch. That's a good one. Yeah. That was my yeah. Oh god, that was my number one personally when Gosh, I, I ranked that in years. I'm trying to think of other what? ones. I'll always watch for some reason. Something's got to give whenever that's on TV. I huh. always watch it. Which that's, one's that? That's, that's Jack Nora Nicholson Efron, right? and Diane Keaton. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like not one people think about a lot, but it has a lot of good stuff and. Keanu Reeves wears excellent khaki pants, and I was gonna say right. that's the one that made me so angry because she didn't pick Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, I was like wrong okay, with, you? with her not picking Keanu Reeves because that meant he's yeah. still available for me. <laughs> oh, hey, silver lining. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Fictional Keanu Reeves. He's a doctor. I mean, he's yeah. He did wear those khakis really He wore well. them so well. Okay, I'm looking at my list now. Um, He's Just Not That Into You is one where I like one of the plot lines, so I put it on my list because <laughs> I like, I was like, I hate the Bradley Cooper plot, you know, but Ben Affleck's proposal is like one of the best proposals I've ever seen in a movie, and I'm into the Jennifer Goodwin-Justin Long plot. Don't ask me why. <laughs> All right. uh, down with love is another good one love it because yes. i also love the um old school classics you know yeah. pillow talk doris day um what's the one lover come back was probably my favorite of the doris day rock hudson like a shop yeah. around the corner i love that i love the musicals which are kind of like rom-coms you know things like oh, that yeah. and down with love is a very cute little play on all of that plus it has the excellent casting as david hyde pierce in the tony randall role which is perfect hey you know who else is also in that um a friend of ours would be happy to know um tim amundsen from Sight he's in that uh, gallivant what does he play yeah he has a he has a really tiny role he like works in the office oh um i think i'm I'm going to have to look it up now because I, I always remember him in that. But you're right. David Hyde Pierce in the Tony Randall role is the best. It's so good. Um, and that's like something that you don't think about. Like when you talk about a rom- romantic comedy, you usually talk about like the, you know, the main couple and the romance and, you know. Yeah. Um, how funny it is usually isn't that big of a deal. And also, like, the side characters aren't that big of a oh, deal. Oh, I'm but, obsessed like, with side characters. The, me too. And, like, the Tony Randall is, like, the pinnacle of the, <laughs> like... the secondary male lead in the romantic comedy. Like, I can't even tell you how many times I have watched him, like, playing off of Rock Hudson and Doris Day and just... It's so delightful. Like, he was just a master. He really was. And my joke, as I always say, I think you'll see it in, like, 800 of my bios whenever I do it, is my goal is to be the sassy best friend in a romantic comedy. Like, that's, like, how I kind of live my life as the one on the side making the comments. You know, I don't need to be – I'm too cynical to be a lead. But, you know, I love being, like, to the side who gets to be the fun character. I love a good sassy best friend. They're my favorite. (laughs) Nice. I'm trying to like look at the rest of my list. Um, one fine day, Michelle Pfeiffer, George Clooney. Oh yeah, May, young May Whitney. The one I always think of. Uh, she wears her son's shirt. shirt yes, and I'm and always amazed horrifying. by that, and it fits perfectly. <laughs> I'm like, I would never fit into a child's clothes. I have my boobs are too big. <laughs> They're too big. But bless you, Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, like only the most you. fantastical of all. Yeah, only you yeah. with Robert Downey Jr. and Marissa Tomei. That's another one that didn't get like any play on the rom com ranking, but which I kind of love anyway. It's Robert Downey Jr. at his most like sincerely charming. Instead of you know, I'm Iron Man, sarcastic remarks, sarcastic <laughs> right. remarks. So right. Ah. you know, have you ever seen um, Heart and Souls? No, I've been meaning to. That one's really good, too. I don't know if I, I'd call it a romantic comedy, but I guess it, it's got drama elements to it. Um, he's a he's a guy, um, when he was a child, um, when he was born, 
these four people were killed in a bus accident. Oh, wow. This started <laughs> oh, good. Hey, we're starting <laughs> off real good. Um, and their spirits become attached to him like as a baby because um, they, ref- they all refuse to move on. So he huh. like plays with them as a kid and then they realize that they're like making his life miserable because everybody thinks that like the boy is like insane. Um, so they disappear for a while, but they come back when he's older and he's trying to get engaged to his, uh, well, he's trying to run away from his girlfriend, <laughs> basically. Um, and they sort of help him come to this understanding of like, you have to live your life and you have to live your life authentically. And like, if you're in love with someone, be with someone. Don't, don't always try to be running away from everything. Um, so now I'm describing it. It really is more of a drama than a rom-com, but it's also, yeah. it's also a rom-com. Like, I don't. I probably shouldn't. I should stop talking about it, but you see it. Heart and Souls, it's really good. <laughs> Moving on from that the totally bus crash. Right. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Who doesn't love a good fatal bus crash in their romantic movie? <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. Other ones. Like, well, it's like, uh, what was that? City of Angels with Nicolas oh, Cage and Meg Ryan. I cosmology in romantic comedies. <laughs> There's interesting stuff going on there. Yeah. Where you've got dead people and ghosts and it's all fine. It's all I mean happy Down to people. Earth with Chris and Rock like, no... and Regina King. He dies and he comes back as a oh, white yeah. person, but you never really remember that part because he's always played by Chris Rock. <laughs> I didn't realize he came back as a white yeah, person. Yeah, he comes back as an elderly huh. white person. Oh, and he okay, falls in okay. love with Regina what... King, but the entire time he's played by Chris Rock, so you kind of forget that Regina King is falling in love with an elderly white person. Huh. That keeps making weird. race jokes. It's very... Huh. Oh, God. Oh, very my God. Huh. I'm, I'm going on Netflix right now to see if I can... I this see. This is available because I have to see it. I think that's a remake of... Um, Heaven Can Wait. A Warren Beatty. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Man, that sounds that sounds a treat. That was like that you know like one of those movies that kept getting remade, like what Love Affair, mm-hmm. the other one, or Shop Around the Corner, which is my personal oh, jam. Yeah. All of those kept getting remade and modernized. I love a good modernization, even if I'm not a huge You've Got Mail fan, but I always love a good modernization of a old story. Ten Things I Hate About yeah. You, you know things like that. Let's... What about you, Jules? Do you have any old like classics that you like? Okay. I'm also a good big modernization fan. Um, Clueless is a, a great one. Um, but mm. uh, although, gosh, that's getting to be a classic now, isn't it? How old is that now? 20, 20 years? Don't tell me that. Just about. Um, <laughs> but one of my, not really older, it's not really classic, I would say, but it's certainly um, from the early 90s, like 92. Two, I think even 91 is um LA story and I just love that oh, movie yeah. oh that's so great it's it's Steve Martin mm-hmm. um and it's just so fantastic I I don't know I I'm not even I'm not generally weirdly I'm not a huge rom-com fan even though I enjoy like romance novels like I I don't have a problem with tropey romantic um comfort food type stuff but for some reason i don't know for some reason rom-coms tend to just kind of leave me cold most of the time but that one i love that is like one of my eternal the movies i always like turn to it's one of the like handful that i always just put on if i'm sad or need to pick me up um is la story and it's just it's weird and funny and and it has his quirky like it's He's sort of the main character, um, the male character rather than the female character, which I feel like you don't see all that often in romantic comedies. I feel like the, they're always sort of female driven, um, which, you know, I'm, I'm all for female driven movies, but I, it's interesting to see sort of a romantic comedy that's about a yeah. male character. Um, and he's kind of the weird, quirky one and, um, his best friend, like he met, like his, best friend would be you know a guy in any other movie is a woman in this movie like his platonic best friend with whom he talks to and who tells him oh you should just go for it man is a is a woman um which is a lot of fun it just it's a very cool little movie and it has some great it has baby sarah jessica parker first of all (laughs) she's like it's like maybe one of her first roles um and uh, this amazing cameo by Patrick Stewart, 
as this like mater d at a restaurant who what oh yeah. he's this french restaurant like mater d and oh there's this amazing scene where harris um steve martin's character is trying to get reservations at this restaurant and this guy is like negotiating with him and telling him what he can order and when they can see him <laughs> oh it's just the funniest thing it's, and yeah patrick stewart is just amazing it just and there's this whole like magical realism element to it and it just it's a fairy tale i love it i don't know i i can't explain why but i just adore that movie totally delightful speaking of steve martin i was remembering a very kind of bizarre rom-com he did with Lily Tomlin, and I'm looking up now, it's called All of Me, and the plot line of that is, like, she takes over his body, (laughs) that's how they fall in love, and it's crazy. There's some weird stuff, at least in, in a lot of romantic comedies, it seems like not so much anymore, maybe I'm wrong, I haven't seen a lot recently, but it seems like there isn't as much, like, crazy No, there's much magic, and... Uh, it's really conservative, like really just the, like meet cute. Nowadays, the romantic comedies that kind of get wide released, um, at least in recent years, mostly they're targeted towards minority audiences. That's the new thing. Okay. Yeah, like baggage claim or the thing like a man oh, yeah. series or yeah. Um, one I really enjoyed actually, and I'll recommend this one because Regina Hall's so amazing in it. About last night, I the remake her. of that. Um, oh. I didn't know there was a remake. It's so, Regina Hall is so good. She, like, is opposite Kevin Hart, and she manages to one-up him and just be wow. so funny and great. Because um, they're the sidekick couple, you know. So, like, the main couple mm-hmm. is always kind of boring, but the sidekick couple gets a lot of, you know, uh, she's so good in it. Um, huh. But, yeah, so a lot of them nowadays are just, like, I'm not going to include The Wedding Ringer as a romantic comedy because it's not. But um, they're targeted towards, you know, minority audiences. Like, that's how they get them out, because mm-hmm. they'll... S- yeah. But you won't see, like, I guess Gerard Butler killed it for the rest of them, you know? <laughs> Damn oh. Butler. Oh, Gerard Butler. I'm disinviting him on the oh. podcast now. I don't want to hear any more about his choices. Oh, he ruined on. it for he everyone. justify himself. I always joke, I'm like, rank the Gerard Butler rom-coms, because all of them are terrible. <laughs> They're so the bad. The Bounty Hunter oh. I actually saw in theaters with my cousin. Um, We went because it was 8%. We were like, we can do it. We saw Bride Wars in theaters, <laughs> which we did on opening day. Oh. Um, <laughs> and It was literally the most excruciating movie-watching experience I've oh, ever had. That's a shame. That movie never ended. It never oh, ended. He was so good. He used to be so good. Yeah. I don't know what happened? How it just... did that happen? I'm gonna blame 300. Maybe. I'm gonna blame that because Maybe. he before that he was like charming, and after yeah. that he was like horrible. Yeah. Um. You know, and the so I was thinking like one of the tropes that I really like in fic and in um, romance novels that doesn't happen very often, um, but it's like my catnip. Um, is like the body swap. Yeah. Which is, like, not used enough in rom-coms. There well, are there's, like, it's a boy-girl thing. Yes. Yeah, that's my favorite one, actually. But, like, that's a, like, I don't know what it is about that one, like, because the bicker relationship is my favorite. I love a, a good hate-love. I'm, like, I'm a yeah. sucker for a good hate-love. And, like, and they're so rare to see it done super well, actually, which makes it Yeah. yeah. But, like, the body swap combined with, like, the hate-love or, like, it's just... Make more Hollywood. Those are so good. Yes. And like take chances. Like like Casey was saying, like, we get a lot of like um really like straightforward romantic tropey relationships. Like there isn't a lot of like Yeah. Twisting them around. Um which is disappointing because like when you've seen love one love story, you've seen all love stories. Yeah. And, like make something a little bit different, like give us something else like a swan expert a swan yeah. it was <laughs> no yeah. nonsense orthonologist mink kelly oh my god at oh. one point jason lee says you may know a lot about swans but you know nothing about kids i died oh boy. <laughs> i was like oh worth boy. it Great. well when i think about a super serious bird scientist i definitely think of mink exactly. kelly first. <laughs> like that would be my go-to mink kelly is the obvious ca- casting they don't even put her yeah. in glasses. 
<laughs> she does wear galoshes. What? It's great. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll take galoshes. But if you're going to have your pretty lady scientist, where are the glasses? Obviously. Like, we need that. She How else do we glasses. know she's a pretty scientist? <laughs> <sighs> Ridiculous. Hallmark. Hallmark, Come though. Come on now. Get it together. modernizations. And I'm not even sure. This is like another one of those movies like Adam and Steve where I'm like, do I like it? Do I not like it? Um, There was one called The Makeover, which was a gender-swapped, modernized pig a million uh, but i have seen that yeah one. i appreciated huh. it though because it was you know like they didn't just settle yeah. for modernizing it they were like let's gender swap it i mean the only time people gender swap is when they do a christmas carol i've yeah. seen five of them five modernized wow. gender swapped at christmas carols but like they don't play ah. around with like the other ones like pride and prejudice might be really fun gender swapped you know oh, yeah or let me think of other stories. I'm totally forgetting. You know, just any kind of story really is. Pride and Prejudice would be so great. Gender it would swap. be. Awesome. We talked yeah. about that a little bit on Twitter the yeah. other day, and I just could not stop thinking about it. Afterwards. I always there say actually... my dream fanfic is if you take Andromeda Black and Ted, because their whole story is she's like snooty and he's a muggle. And I'm like, you gender swap Pride and Prejudice onto them. Brilliant. Someone write this for me. <laughs> <laughs> there is actually, I'll try and find a link, um, I, cause I first read it years ago, um, on somewhere it's, yeah, it's in, on Archive of Our Own, it's fan fiction, basically where, yeah, Darcy is a woman, um, mm -hmm. and how sort of, like, and Elizabeth is male, um, Edward Bennett and, uh, I can't remember Darcy's first name, but, um, where they're, you know, about how basically if you're, because a big part of Darcy is that he's just kind of awkward mm -hmm. um, and how, you know, a woman does not get away with it the way that man a man would does yeah. in that world. Um, it's, yeah, it's really interesting. I'll try and, I'll try and hunt it down and find it for, for everyone because it, it was a lot of fun. That does sound like fun. I mean, they do so many, like, novels of Pride and Prejudice. There's Pride and yeah. Prejudice in a retirement home. My oh, friend linked me to that. Pride and Prejudice, there was, I mean, the joke was Mr. Darcy Rockstar, which I think you read as I, I, <laughs> so joked, many, yeah. I jokingly so recommended it to, like, Lisa, and I think she read it. Yeah. <laughs> she was like... I, I don't know if you noticed, but I never said anything about it. Oh. I, I think you were like, why did you do this to me? I was like, mine was just like, everyone else was giving sincere X, and I did a joking <laughs> one, and she read mine. Oh. Yeah, I, was, I I did read it, and that's all I have to say about that. Oh, oh dear. Oh, actually, I'll, I, I want the name of this um, Pride and Prejudice in a nursing home. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I need that. I need that now. I, I need that title. Um, which reminds me, there's, um, like we were saying, the romantic comedies are usually like young, able-bodied, professional people. Um, and when they play with that formula a little bit, it's like young, able-bodied, working-class people. Like it's not like they don't deviate from that formula too much. There's one that I really love because it's so far outside of like the normal. Like we live in New York and we're hot and we're, <laughs> you know, we got these great jobs. It's um, called Jane Austen and Boca, by the way. Jane Austen and Boca. Yeah, it's... I, you sorry, want, I, everybody, bear with me a second, because I have got I'm to add this to right Let me read the um, summary, because it's kind of brilliant. Okay. Jane Austen and Boca, a novel. It's on Amazon. You can buy it for $1 in hardcover. Uh, one penny. All right. Yeah. In the truth, universally acknowledged that a nice Jew Jewish widower must be in want of a wife. Jane Austen oh, centered her classic novels around three or four families in a country village. So does Paula Cohen in this witty twist on Pride and Prejudice, except this time this village is in Boca Raton, Florida. Eligible men are scarce oh, in Boca. When wow. good-hearted meddler Carol Newman learns that a wealthy and personable Norman Grafstein has lost his wife, she resolves to marry him after her lonely mother-in-law, May. Even May's sharp-tongued friend Flo approves of Norman. Although Norman's best friend Stan, a cynical professor, keeps getting under Flo's skin. Will May and Norman eventually find happiness? Will Flo succumb to the charms of the suavely cosmopolitan Mel Shermer? Misunderstandings abound until oh love God. conquers both pride and prejudice in this perceptive, engaging comedy of manners. Oh my Guys, gosh. I'm sorry, we have to end the podcast right now because wow. I have to read that immediately. That is 
perfect. She apparently oh, writes man. a lot of them. Oh, wow. If it's bad, don't tell me. No, I don't know. It. I've never read it. Oh, my God. Okay, I think... It's I think rated it's four stars on Amazon, at least, so... <laughs> okay. All right. Um, all right, I'm going to put that aside now, because <laughs> I will start reading it while we're talking. Um, the the movie I was thinking of that sort of steps really far outside the, the norms of uh, romantic comedies is Defending Your Life by Albert Oh, Brooks. that's a good one. Meryl Streep. Yeah, Meryl oh. Streep, where they both... <laughs> Oh boy, I am just bringing the really upbeat rest. <laughs> they um, die. They both die at the beginning oh. of the movie, and they they meet in heaven, um, where they're being judged. Yeah. The, the defending your life is like there's like an adversarial system where um, snips of your life get shown, and you have to like defend your choices. Like, yeah, because um, to get Elmer... to like the next level of heaven, otherwise you go back. But oh yeah. my god, I yeah. I kind of love the little picture of the afterlife that gives. It's like a lot of fun. Yeah, it's, um, and it's really fun, like, he's, like, the main character, so, like, um, it's not from, like, a female perspective, it's from the male perspective, and he's the one who, like, has to live up to her ideal, like, that never happens, like, that's just really fantastic. Like, he's really venal and cowardly, and, um, like, which is something you'd never get from a female character in a romantic comedy. Um, but they do, like, start out a lot of the time in, like, a position of inferiority to, like, the male who's, like, rich and powerful. And um, so I just really like that twist on it. And the afterlife stuff is so great. Yeah, I love the part where they go into the reincarnation room or whatever where you could see your past lives. And it was just, like, Meryl Streep. It's, like, Meryl Streep at her most charming in a way, I guess. Because yeah. she used to always do movies where she died. That was, like, what Meryl Streep Yeah. By the way, I just thought of another <laughs> In and Out. Kevin Clark. Oh my god, yeah. That was like the first one I ever saw. Yeah, that's another big one. I kind of like that one. I know it's like seen as problematic because, you know, mm-hmm. it's like you're a gay stereotype, so you must be gay. But it's really charming yeah. anyway, and Kevin Klein's a lot of fun in it. And I just love Kevin Klein. So. Me too. Me I'm too. kind of like, I'm just going to love it anyway. Unfortunately, he doesn't wear the short shorts no. in that one. <laughs> but um, I think that was also the first time that I also ever saw um, Thomas Ellick without a mustache. Oh, yeah, it's so weird. And he's like the kind yeah. of sleazy gay reporter. And I could watch a whole sequel about them getting back together. I could. I could. Anyone wants yeah. to make that sequel? <laughs> in and out. <laughs> but I mean... I would, I would go... For, I'd be down for a reboot. Yeah, um, who would you cast? And it looks like it looks like we did lose Jules. Like, her internet's down, so she'll be back when she's Okay. Um, but we'll keep going. Um, yeah, like, a reboot of that, like, where it's not so much like, oh, hey, did you know, guy who's about to get married, that you're actually gay? We know that you didn't know it yet, but all of us knew it because you love show tunes. <laughs> Barbara like, Streisand, really nice. and you dance to YMCA. Yeah. You dance with your hands over your head. Like, <laughs> it would be really great to get a remake of that that I didn't feel guilty about watching. Um, although, like, I remember how groundbreaking it was at the time. God, I'm so old. Joan Cusack um, got an Oscar nomination for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it was that whole era of, like, um, it was right before Ellen came out. I yeah. Think. Um, and, like, the, the prevailing trope in media at the time was, like, uh, a character like in their in their thirties just realizing that there's that they weren't straight like it had be, like it was a revelation like it wasn't something that they had struggled with like their whole life like there weren't really any stories outside of that like <laughs> except for the ones that were dying of AIDS Everyone so was dying um, of AIDS. oh my god it's also yeah. Nicholas Sparks I've only oh, seen yeah. one Nicholas Sparks movie though so I can't really talk about that I saw the new one this year Best of Me oh. Yeah, I've seen. There's one where Channing Tatum plays a doctor. Is that a Nicholas? Sparks? I think so. <laughs> there was the Vow too, it, which I saw. That wasn't to. a Nicholas Sparks okay. movie, but it might as well have been, because it was okay. just like, I don't know. Rachel McAdams loses her memory, and then Channing Tatum. He was really awkward in that one. It's one of like the few roles that like Channing Tatum was <laughs> not that great in. I mean, yeah. I usually pretty much like Channing Tatum, but I was like, this one is just awkward. Don't see the vow, guys. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Anti-rack. We need, like, a, like some music for an anti-rack. Yeah. Anti-rack. Like, do like it. clown womp, music womp. or something. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, Nicholas Sparks, like that's the one that always comes out. Like when people talk about romances and stuff, um, like they always talk about these things that I'm just like, stop, don't. Like yeah. that's good. Like don't watch that. Watch something that's like not terrible. <laughs> like I don't. Uh, Nicholas. Sparks. I'm trying to think. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the only one I saw was Best of Me, and the best part of that was beforehand. Um. My friend Josh asked me who I thought was going to die in what manner, and I just came up with like completely <laughs> nonsensical guesses, and I was completely right. It was like, oh, nice. no. guess like who dies, how they die, you know, <laughs> you know, with like what object. So nice. it was, I got, I got it right. It was my first time seeing a Nicholas Sparks movie. I was very proud of myself. Oh. <laughs> Someone nice. always dies. Ugh. <laughs> So I haven't seen um, the Notebook, I guess, which is like a crime in some circles. You know, uh, yeah. I, I have seen it, and it was one of those, like, the thing I really hate the most is when you go and see, like, a romantic movie, and it's, like, really manipulative. Yeah. And that one was. Oh, God, it was so manipulative. Yeah. Like, just awful. I, I rewatched it, like, once a couple of years later, and it was like, I was like, what was I thinking? Ugh. Like, this is terrible. This is actively terrible. Ugh. Well, both um, Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams hated it, so. Yeah. Oh, but I think, like, the reason everybody was so crazy about that was because they were a couple in real life at the time. Oh, like, yeah. We always seem to be really big suckers for, like, on-screen relationships pretending that they mirror off-screen relationships. <laughs> yeah, and apparently they hated each um, other in real life, and then they fell in love, and yeah, so... like oh, act, Like, they were acting out a romantic comedy in their own lives. Oh, God damn geez. it. Um, but I'm going to circle back to Kevin Klein, um, another one where he doesn't wear any tiny shorts, but we can watch anyway. Um, French Kiss. Have you I have seen, seen that? that. Oh, I've seen yeah. He plays the French guy. And Meg Ryan, who used to be the queen of rom-coms, um, is really, really irritating. Um, it's like her worst character, I think. But I love the movie so much because it's so just charming a couple like, of thanksgivings um, ago like my extended family just got sucked into watching it for some reason like oh, i think we were yeah. waiting for the game to start and we were just like <laughs> watching french kiss so i was like okay we're doing this yeah i haven't That's a, watched well, that in a got, long time same oh. here like i i think i watched it a little bit of it like last year um and i just love it uh the story is meg ryan is she's a canadian and she wants to be marrying um an American or vice versa. I don't remember. It's Timothy Hutton is the guy that she's been dating and living with and they're getting married. And he goes off to a medical conference in France. <laughs> and while he's there, he calls her up and says, let's break up. I'm in love with someone else that he's just met. So she freaks out and she flies to France to like, I don't know, get him back. Like catch him. <laughs> I don't know what her plan is exactly. Um, Kevin but, like on like the plane over guide, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, <laughs> Yeah, Gallic tour guide Kevin Klein. Who else? Um, well, they meet, and he's a he's a thief, and he has stolen this like ex- really expensive and necklace. her heart um, <laughs> and her heart and her along heart. the way. And he's but, yeah, they, he's sneaking a plant in for his like yeah his for his vineyard, vineyard right? And the, the jewels are to for the money to buy the land for the vineyard. It's like next to his family's vineyard because of course he comes from a family of vintners. Like yes, it's. Just, it's so stupid. <laughs> Jean Renault is like this police captain who's like chasing him and like giving him all these breaks because like Kevin Klein once at some unspecified point in the past saved his life or something. <laughs> it's ridiculous and I cannot tell you enough. Go and see this immediately. <laughs> it's got so many quotable lines. We, I constantly. <laughs> Kevin do Klein's that. French accent, man. It's so it's terrible. So- it's so terrible. I love it so much. Um, there's a, a part where she makes fun of his accent and like his whole demeanor of the character. And she's like, you people make my ass twitch. And I'd use that all the time, like for no reason. <laughs> it's so bad. I just think no matter how bad a movie is, Kevin Klein kind of just always sells it. So yeah. I, mean, I love Kevin Klein. I was like thinking like I Dave was really good that season. That's a rom-com kind of. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, definitely. Maybe. I love that movie. Um, Oh, I've never seen it. It's really one. cute. Which it's kind of, I think someone else described it as how I met your mother done correctly because it's only 90 <laughs> minutes. But I mean, um, <laughs> Kevin Klein plays kind of like the alcoholic mentor love of Rachel Weiss's life in a way. Uh-huh. Um, and he's in it and he's really charming in like the scenes he's in. And I love Isla Fisher who plays like the, I don't want to spoil it, I guess, but she's really good and feisty and fun. 
And I, I always love her. Like, I love her in Wedding Crashers, too. Like, I keep rewatching that movie, and I'm like, I mean, I don't know if I love all of it, but I love Isla Fisher, so I will mm-hmm. watch a lot of stuff for her. I probably won't watch Confessions of a Shopaholic. No, I probably won't watch Confessions of a Shopaholic again, either. Or Now You See Me. But, <laughs> but yeah, love her she's good. I like her. One glorious time. <laughs> There's so many rom-coms that, like, now I'm thinking of. Like, once you get on a roll, you're like, oh, wait, I really like this one, too. Yeah, <sighs> that's what I'm doing, too. Like, I said earlier, like, I don't, there's a lot that I'm, like, I don't go for, like, the traditional, but I do. There, there's a lot of stuff that I really You kind of like. forget about um, it, though, until, like, someone mentions yeah. it, and you're like, oh, I love that one. <laughs> yeah. Um. There's another one that just recently, Um. I guess it's more of an action movie, but I think of it as um a rom-com is, um... Night and Day. Oh, Cruise and Cameron and, Diaz. Um, Cameron Diaz. Yeah, and I really like it. Like, she's so good at playing that dizzy, like, idiot. <laughs> I don't know how else to no, describe she is. it. Like, she's, she's really good at it. I like, it's also not a traditional rom-com, but speaking of Cameron Diaz, I kind of really enjoyed Bad Teacher, both the CBS mm-hmm. series and the um the movie. Mm-hmm. I think she's really good yeah, at you that, know I love and I kind CBS of like how series. they're just like, I another trope I love is just two despicable people being despicable together. You know, mm-hmm. like, two people who, like, you know, are kind of, like, villains, and they come together. Like, I think that's why I yeah. really liked the one Lauren Willing book I really liked was um, The Seduction of the Crimson Rose. I think that's the one it's called. Because I just like mm-hmm. it when it's, like, two assholes finding each other. I'm like, that's so sweet. Right? <laughs> um, that, oh, that reminds me. What was it? Was it Megamind? Was that the Yeah, movie? the Will the Ferrell animated? one. Animated. Yeah, the Will Ferrell where he's the bad guy, and um, he's in love with the reporter, and she's not in love with him, and... Um, she falls in love with him, but he, like, I just saw something on my dashboard the other day about that, and I was like, oh, I totally forgot about that movie, kind of like its studio did, because it should have been made into more sequels, um, but, like, he's the villain, he's the bad guy, but he's actually, like, the hero. Yeah, he gets together with, like, the Lois Lane archetype. Yeah, and it's really, really cute, and then the bad guy is, like, the stereotypical nice guy trademark, um, where he's, like... He's like, I'm the hero. You should be in love with me now. And she's like, but I'm not. And he's like, okay, well, now I'm going to blow everything up because you said no to me. Like, it's it's really, really good. Um, and it sort of turns some of those, like, tropes on their head, which I always enjoy. Mega Megan, there's so many good ones. I was just, like, now I'm, like, now I'm on a roll. And I'm also, like, looking at, like, lists of what people, like, sent in to the rom-com ranking. I'm like, intolerable cruelty. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. That's another two assholes find each other kind of movie. And yeah. I just love Catherine Zeta-Jones in general, so I'm like, yeah. I love her. Um, Let's see what other ones are on here. 13 Going on 30 is a classic, obviously. That's really cute. And, yeah, Jen, Jen Garner. Yeah, and Mark Ruffalo. Uh, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. And I guess if we're speaking of Mark Ruffalo, just like heaven, if you want a supernatural rom-com. He rents out Ghost Reese Witherspoon's apartment. That's right. Who doesn't love a good ghost <laughs> love story? Oh, it's not a rom- romantic comedy, but the Ghost of Mrs. Muir. Oh my god, it, that's such an obvious Day. one. Ghost of Mrs. Yeah. We both saw that in like the same week and became obsessed. <laughs> totally obsessed. We with didn't it. even plan to it's both so watch good. it. We just both saw it like separately. And we're like, Ghost of Mrs. Muir. Yeah. It's amazing. It's, oh my. Everybody talked to me about nothing else. Forever. Yeah, I like think I had like I reblogged like every single gift set. Oh my god, Ghost of Mrs. Uh-huh. Muir. That's so good. Yeah. Speaking of like classics, like Rex Harrison's a ghost. And then Gene Tierney like rents his apartment, and they fall in love, and the oh. and it's amazing. Like at first they don't like each other because he's supposed to be scary. Oh my god, it's brilliant. It's kind of like Beauty and the Beast. It's kind of like you know ghosts. It's amazing. Everyone go see it. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> go find it immediately. It's you're gonna love it. It's, it's so, so good. good. It's oh. man, I should rewatch that. I just want to go. <laughs> yeah, my my Valentine's plans this year are um I'm actually going to be um in a hotel room uh writing. Um like and I'm sort of loading up my laptop with stuff to watch <laughs> cuz I have to be at the airport really early the next morning, so I decided to take like the night away. And I was just like, what am I going to watch? Like what am I sitting alone by myself on Valentine's Day in a hotel room? What do I 
what do I do? And I, I put Ghost and Mrs. Muir on the list. Yes, <laughs> like, I mean, what I do yeah. on Valentine's Day, and this is not a rom-com, but it's what I do, is I watch Dreamgirls every Valentine's Day. <laughs> That's a really nice Valentine's present. Exactly. One, because I love Jennifer Hudson, and the other because... It's a movie that's ultimately about how you don't need a man, and men are gross. I'm like, I love it. Great message. So, that's you know, that's what I watch for myself. Yeah. <laughs> that fits really well. Like, that's a, I think that we should uh, check with Jules to see if she's seen that, because that sounds like a really good bossy britches, like, <laughs> <laughs> like standard. Like, I don't need I don't a man. Need like, <laughs> Who does? Nobody. J-Hud did right? it. Beyonce learns not to. Same with Anika Noni Rose. So, I mean, you know what else is like, speaking of Anika Noni Rose, I'm thinking of like Disney fairy tales because they're kind of like rom-coms, but I'm not sure which ones like I really like of them. I'm trying to think. Yeah. You know, like Beauty and the Beast, I've seen a lot and I always say that I really like it, but I I don't think I do. Like, um, it it gets a lot more worrisome the older I get. Stockholm Syndrome. You know, exactly like um and then also like the guy that she falls in love with is not the guy that she ends up with like you know because she's uh well, he becomes hot it's weird he does not become hot. <laughs> he becomes hot quote unquote he needs a haircut that guy he really needs a haircut let's let's just dispel that myth right now he does not become hot oh. he needs a haircut <laughs> i wish jules has dropped off again unfortunately her network connection is not great yeah. today um and I think we might have you back just to talk about Beauty and the Beast because we have a lot of thoughts about that movie. I know she and I have had conversations about it in the past. And There's so many very different, different interpretations of Beauty and the Beast too. Yeah, I mean, I can't. Well, yeah, and I'm I, I'm hoping we'll get to talk about that a little bit in the short. Um, the oh, movie. Avi, if she can get us on, she had to reset her router. Okay. Um, but yeah, like Beauty and the Jeez. Beast. Beast husband is who doesn't love their beast husband? Who right? After you live with him forever, it's the number mm-hmm. one way to fall in love with someone. It's just no, number one way: kidnapping and imprisonment. There. You have nothing else to do, <laughs> yeah. so might as well. Oh, Catherine Zeta Jones. That reminds me. Um, what was the one Tom Hanks? The Terminal. Terminal. That was really yeah, cute. Catherine Zeta Jones. He. She really like, He's stuck in the terminal and she just passes through and they have like this really long romance and it's really cute and she is so good. She is. She's so good at a lot of things. Like Ocean's 12. Like her romance with Brad Pitt and that it was like I responded to that so much more than George Clooney and Julia Roberts. I'm like why wasn't Catherine Zeta-Jones yeah. in all of the movies? Like they were just being sexy together and she was a cop and he was a robber and her dad was a thief and man really just yeah. very sexy i'm like damn you Catherine zeta jones always and forever come back to us i miss you yes come back come back dump that skeletal old man and did, are they dumped did they break i don't up? know i, don't I, I get mixed up. signals like they're back together they're broken up they're back together they're broken up so he told everybody that she's got herpes and he got it from her and that's why he has throat cancer like oh my dude. god cunnilingus obviously <laughs> cuddling has gave me cancer the classic which i don't want to make fun that is a really good and important thing to get out there that you can get throat cancer from, <laughs> um, herpes strains uh, so i don't want to step on that message but maybe don't out your past partners with your medical oh diagnosis. i have another anti-rex speaking of michael douglas to not see <laughs> and so it goes which was the most recent rob reiner romantic comedy I mean, I didn't even know there was one. It was one. so bad. It had a wide release. It was it was like a Hallmark movie that somehow got Diane Keaton and Michael Douglas and Rob Reiner, and it was just so bad. It was so bad. <sighs> I mean, I'm very forgiving of a Rob Reiner romantic comedy. I have a real soft spot for Alex and Emma, which uh-huh. I don't know if anyone else likes it but me, but I have a huge soft spot for that one. Um. And obviously, you know, when Harry met Sally and so on and so forth. But do not watch And So It Goes. That's a waste okay. of your time. Watch Alex and Emma instead. I, 
There's Alex and Emma. Is, that's the one here. He's a writer, and she's his assistant. Yeah, she's and typing like... it, and there's a lot of good presidential jokes. And like he's writing a novel, and Kate Hudson plays eighteen different characters as he keeps oh, changing yeah. it around. I, was that a remake? That sounds an awful lot like an Audrey Hepburn, uh, William Holden movie. If it is, I um, want to see the Audrey Hepburn that I haven't. I can't think of the name of them. Let me look it up real quick. Um, because Audrey Hepburn, William Holden in Sabrina. Yes just absolutely amazing i love Sabri- the original sabrina um we have a friend allison who the, loves i haven't the remake seen the harrison remake, ford but i love it's one of the only harrison ford movies that i don't love i'm very sorry allison <laughs> but it's uh oh my gosh paris when it sizzles is the name of the movie that i'm thinking oh, okay of. well now i have to put that on my list if it's anything like alex and emma i believe i believe it's the same story she's an assistant he's writing a screenplay maybe there are um, so many good classic rom-coms though yeah there really are um like i'm trying to like even if you just think like if you just start with audrey hepburn and then you like katherine hepburn spencer tracy rom-coms you know they're not mm. typical but you know i love a good fred astaire to Gerard's rom-com roberta where they play the side couple is maybe my favorite of them because it's just so freaking cute <laughs> <laughs> so i mean i like the classics, like, there's so, there used to be so many more romantic comedies back in the day. Mm. Cary Grant. Yeah. You know. Oh, Cary Grant. There was. I would, I, you know, forget, forget the ghost of Mrs. Muir. I'm putting Cary Grant. <laughs> Just Cary Grant movies on my, I mean, on my computer. The, what was the, well, there was a remake of The More the Merrier. Um, it was Cary Grant's last movie. I think it's called Walk Don't Run. And the whole point of, the more the merrier was it was like there's a housing shortage so an old man mm-hmm. like has two like a couple he like match makes them together because they're all living together in the housing shortage but it's like the same thing Cary Grant plays the old man it's called walk don't run it's about an olympic speed walker in japan yes. played by yes. william holden not william holden's um timothy hudden's father and yes like that's the whole thing um and it doesn't have like a broken leg at one point. I don't know. Or something. I think he like falls it's while so speed good. walking. He won't tell anyone what he's at the Olympics <laughs> for because it's speed walking. It's speed walking. Oh gosh, yeah, that one's Jim Hutton. Yeah, that one is really really cute. Yeah, and the more the merrier's cute too. I think that one won an Oscar. But um, oh, and I have to mention this because speaking of classics, um, the Goodbye Girl is kind of. One, I people who have to live together. I love it because one, it's the movie my parents saw on their first date. Oh, so it's kind of, better than we mine. love those stories. Yeah, did you? I don't know if you heard Jules's <laughs> parents' first date. That's, that's much better. What did they say? Mine. <laughs> mine was a Clockwork Orange. My parents' first date. So yeah, <laughs> yours is vastly superior. Yeah, my parents saw the Goodbye Girl, and I found that out when they were watching the remake with patricia heaton and jeff daniels i haven't seen that one but the original goodbye girl is really cute it's kind of underrated nowadays richard dreyfuss is a lot of fun i mean there's some problematic gay content but it's still Mm. for the most part that's on the back burner that's just in his terrible production of richard the (laughs) second and it's just about two people who have to live together and one girl who's so used to being abandoned and it's very very cute and it's about, like, getting older as a dancer and how you become irrelevant in that kind of way. And it's really underrated nowadays. I'll have to check that out. I think, is it Marsha yeah, Mason? Yeah, it's Marsha Mason who, and Richard Dreyfuss. And he won Best Actor for it. And it's one of those huh, rare, oh, wow. you know, rom-coms that won an Oscar. Hmm. So. And my parents saw it on their I'll first date. So. Well, there we, there we go. That's a good one. Neil, you can't go wrong yeah. with Simon, I don't think. Yeah. Even even a bad Neil Simon is a I good mean, time. I also saw Chapter 2, but I don't remember that one. That's another Marsha Mason <laughs> Neil Simon one. But I don't remember it. I just remembered it was called Chapter 2. Maybe that's why you can never see a bad Neil Simon, because you, you just don't it remember it. Yeah. He like he he puts a mind wipe at the end of the movie. If you nice. didn't like, it, oh, I saw the mind wipe. like that, but I don't huh. remember <laughs> 
Okay. Well, I think, um, let's see, let's, recommendations, anything you want to give an extra plug for that you already mentioned or um, something that we you haven't talked about yet? Jules, do you want to go ahead? Sure. Um, my internet keeps cutting out, so thankfully I'm, I'm in for now. Um, <laughs> yeah. My Rex, uh, Clueless, always. Jane Austen, always. Um, and always, always, always L.A. story times a million. So if, if nothing else, take away from, you take away nothing else from me, take away that you should watch LA Story because it's delightful. All right. Um, Casey, how about um, you? While you're sleeping, definitely. That's adorable and I love it. And it's just about family and, you know, I'm cute like that, I guess. Um, let me think. Other than that, Hallmark Channel, you can never really go wrong. I mean, you can, but you get a good laugh out of the way. <laughs> And Jane Austen and Boca, clearly. Go read that. And the Ghost of Mrs. Murray. Definitely. (laughs) And the Ghost of Mrs. Murray. Jane Austen and Boca, I think that's our first book club selection. (laughs) Nice. All (laughs) right. We'll have to bring that back in a later episode and talk about that. Um, For my recommendations, I'm actually going to say French Kiss and uh, Move Over Darling, which is a Doris Day James Garner movie. Oh. Where um, they're married and she goes her plane goes down in the South Pacific for some reason. This I don't is another happy story. <laughs> yeah, but she's declared legally dead and then she comes back oh. after he's married another woman. That's kind oh. of like, oh, there's an I read Don Cary Grant movie with that same plot line, but I don't remember. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. It, I think this might actually be a remake me... of the Irene Don Cary oh. Grant. Um, and it is so funny. Like, it is just stupid funny. Like, right. um, There's... There's a little bit of angst, but not much, and it's just really cute. And it has a lot of um, cameos from people who were really famous at the time that you'll Aww. recognize, or names that you'll know, um, even if you don't actually. It's know a who remake they are. of my favorite life. To... That's right. Um. So, and Thelma Ritter is in it. I don't know. If oh, you guys I love know Thelma Ritter. Ritter. She's got a face, a face you'll absolutely recognize. She's like here. the original. And I'm trying to remember. Actress. Yes. She was just fantastic. I just saw her in How the West Was Won, too, and I just was, like, so excited. Um, so that's my recommendation. Um, French Kiss and Move Over Darling. And in a couple of weeks, I'll come back and tell you everybody needs to watch Pride and Prejudice in Boca. <laughs> um, or read it, I mean. And then not remake watch it. it. Although, if somebody wants to option it and make it into a screenplay, I think you can't <laughs> yes. go wrong. Alright, so that does it for us this week. Um, you can follow us on Twitter and Tumblr at Britches Podcast. We are on the internet, surprisingly, at realbossybritches.com. And you can find us on um, iTunes as well, where you can rate and review. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at OC Ferrer, and you can follow Jules at Jules Has Tweets. And Casey, where can people find at you? At Casey Bange. So K C E Y B A N G E. That's how I always like to spell it out. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Casey. Oh, I'm so thank glad you. that Expertise. I got to talk about all these wrong Yes, thank you. <laughs> all right. We'll talk to everybody next week.